Chat is a weekly podcast for healthcare professionals that delivers grassroots diabetes care and education for people with diabetes across the health sector. Hello, I'm Kiralee Chambers, Advanced Practicing Pharmacist and Credentialed Diabetes Educator. And I'm Jane Lehman, Registered Nurse and Credentialed Diabetes Educator as well, Kiralee. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Right, well we did have good intentions of doing biosimilars, but haven't had time to do the research. So we're not going to do that this week. We'll do it next time, I think. (laughs) We really do need to do it because the medication is out and there's already some misunderstanding about them. So I think that's definitely on our list for next time. Definitely. But with the good rigour of professional evidence-based practice... Being underprepared is never good. <laughs> we, no, you're right. We should not do this unless we have all of our facts in front of us. Not that that stopped us before. Not in the stuff that's important, though. <laughs> well, this week, instead, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to have two shorter topics. Yeah. That's all our brains could cope with. And <laughs> I think you are going to do the thing that you love best, really, isn't it? <sighs> Yes, I am. We're going to do a little experiment and go shopping. Yes. So first we're going to talk about what people don't tell you about technology when people start to use and explore their diabetes technology. Yep. And after that, we are literally going to Google diabetes shopping and different words, and we're going to see what we find that's available for people to purchase to use in their life with diabetes. So I'm very excited yes. about the second bit. That's, it's really interesting because often I'll be looking for something and I find the strangest things pop up mm. that seem to be related to diabetes. So that, that should be fun. So we'll explore that. But first, we are going to talk about some of those things that we don't get told in relation to CGM and the Libra sensors and technology some of the other general. technology in general. This was yeah. asked of us by Jennifer. Thanks, Jennifer, for Thank you, because I think you're sending quite a few, which was brilliant, and we will be pacing ourselves with that one. Mm-hmm. So, Kiralee, technology, what we're not told. People find their technology in all sorts of ways, don't they? Yeah, and the interesting thing is, again, kind of diverting back to the shopping list mm. that we're doing later, in, the internet is a very powerful... I mean, we all tell people not to doctor Google, but it can be, if that's not the only site that you're referencing from, quite a helpful tool to be mm. able to find out what's available and also what other people are doing. Peer support is quite amazing. And so people hear about it either online, social media sites is full of great pictures of technology talking about it, but also from their diabetes educators, their end endocrinologists, GPs, sometimes the events that they go to where they're meeting with company representatives and that. Yeah, diabetes, I mean, we speak about our state, but Diabetes SA often have a what's new in technology, mm. um, so they can go there. And, and I think the other out. states will often have events for people with diabetes, so yep. it's a great opportunity to expose people to the different technologies. And Frank Sitter, who's... Oh, yeah. 
on Twitter and blogs. He was really keen for something to happen in WA like that because he was really keen with what he was seeing at the conferences. Yes. And I think something did happen in Perth this year around that because I seem to remember a blog. Mm. I think they are being run across the country and what you end up with is people with varying amounts of knowledge about the technology and how it might work and it also then depends where they've purchased it from as to what kind of education they get around it. Yes, correct. Because uh, let's use the Libray, for example, mm. the Abbott system where you can pop up this, the little sensor on your arm. That's probably the most worldwide recognised uh, technology because the Prime Minister, of course, of England wears it on her arm and there's been photos or The taken. previous Prime Minister, previous, things have yes. moved on. Yes, sorry about that. I'm not up to date with my... Events? No, I don't think Boris has got one. No. Which I am a little sad about. Well, it was great awareness, wasn't I it? I loved seeing the Libra flash. Yeah. So some of the issues that we have, of course, with that is if people have other autoimmune conditions, whether it's the Libre or the CGM, we find people with things like rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, for example, other anti-inflammation processes what happens is for the first probably 24 hours it can often not be accurate mm. and it takes people a little while to work that out some people still don't mm. know that and so for the first 24 hours you can have this inflammatory process going on with mm. the insertion which can throw blood glucose levels or interstitial fluid levels out completely so it's kind of distorting it while the sensor is becoming at one with the body instead of the body continuing to fight it it must settle in a bit i would say there's a lot of health professionals that may not realize that either correct so the talk about the libre system that's why they say that for the first hour you can't get any readings and often with cgm you can't get a reading for two hours mm. but a lot of people have noticed particularly with other autoimmune conditions with inflammation that the first 24 hours can often be not an exact science and that was what brought us undone a bit, wasn't it, when we were at the conference? Yes. And you had your hypo that yes. needed assistance. And yes. that was very much put down to getting some distorted data as well. Yes. And that was a good lesson to me. I mean, there's nothing like having... Bit of hands-on. <laughs> bit of hands-on. And the problem back then was these things cost money. Yes. So even if you're aware of it, if you can't afford to put two in at the same time for like that last 24 hours so that your next sensor is hitting its mark 24 hours in, your new one, yes. if you are getting this immune response, then you still have to basically say the first 24 hours, be very careful and do more blood glucose monitoring. Yes. Well, the interesting thing is most of the, the Libres you don't have to activate, so mm. they'll still wear for the 14 days because what activates the wear time is the first scan over the top of it. So if you've inserted it, okay, of course it doesn't activate. So one thing that people may not know, first is the inflammation which can cause some errors, but also the fact that you can put it in and then scan it for the first time 24 hours in correct and it will still last for 14 that's correct because that's what days. sets the timer and of course the inflammatory process in theory then has already happened yeah and you're ready to go 24 hours after insertion yeah and people can soon work that out if they're doing some blood glucose monitoring this is why blood monitoring is still important to get a feel for how your body's reacting isn't it Correct. So, yeah. you know, to some extent, we 
when you first start with technology, your study population of one, yes, looking at how you work with that technology or technique. Yes. So you can do exactly the same thing with the CGM, continuous glucose monitoring, in that you can put a second one in while you're wearing the first. Mm. The issue becomes people often don't have a spare transmitter, which is the bit, the bit yeah. that needs to keep it waterproof. It's not that it's transmitting because you're not activating for 24 hours, mm. but people often don't have that ceiling effect of a second transmitter going gotcha. in and that's where the money can often be yes issue. yes so that's an interesting one if we then think about other things that people i know one thing that i do forget sometimes is some of the tablets that can interfere with the readings yes so uh, paracetamol is, yeah. the, is the classic one i know that it's I'm pretty sure that it doesn't say that on the flash monitoring because it's a different system. But certainly on CGM, if people are to take paracetamol... No, I thought it did. We might have to check that. All right, well, we did go to uh, Google and naturally, Kiralee was correct and I was incorrect. Only on this. And so the Libra is okay with Panadol. Yes. Or paracetamol, Paracetamol. I should say. It's more the CGM that isn't yes. so it's important to know the difference between that and I think what we did was to just use a technique that's incredibly helpful to any health professional is if you're not sure google yeah make sure that you've got a credible source and that will get you your answer pretty quickly I you know I've been sitting in doctor's surgeries where they've yeah. uh, looked something up on google I um, think it's actually a sign of very good management yeah I agree plus you get to see what other people are seeing when they do that yeah so with the CGM and that are there so, any other so medications paracetamol is your big one that's the one that will cause the inaccuracy mm. which do you know what kind of inaccuracy it is i don't actually but i know that it can give incorrect levels because it actually interferes with how the cgm's measuring yeah yeah that's interesting so and you wonder how they find those things out you do actually it's probably that they've had someone in a trial somewhere that's Must taken paracetamol been. that the levels were completely thrown out and i mean paracetamol is very common so they're not yeah anyway we digressed yeah. again yeah well it's interesting because you often see people saying that they'll use their their CGM more when they're unwell but of course if they're unwell they may be taking things like paracetamol or day and night cold preparations Mm. all of which will have paracetamol in them. And it's very easy to forget this stuff. What I guess we have to keep in mind is that when people are learning new techniques and new products they're learning a lot of information Yes. And so the bits that are added near the end are most likely not to be remembered. Yes. Yeah, because it's a lot of it's a lot of information about a machine or a technology that potentially could save your life, mm. as has mine on many mm. occasions. Which is why I don't ever take paracetamol. And there's also the emotional side of moving on to new technology and trusting it, especially for people with type one. Yes. But also, you know, increasingly we're going to see more and more people with type two diabetes using all sorts of technology yes and certainly the libra has had a big growth i suspect in that area so what about looping what sort of things do you think (laughs) how big's pandora's box right (laughs) well interestingly we are going to get a couple of people on so looping is a really interesting area of technology which is not tga approved but there are more and more people with type 1 choosing to use it because it uses artificial intelligence uh, from apps downloaded onto a phone and you have your cgm talking to that the interesting thing is again we're using off-label things when people are using looping so there are many areas where there can be i wouldn't even i wouldn't say mistakes happen but things that people need to be aware of mm. and also which phone to choose when you are 
looping to download the apps can be... So the whole technology choice is interesting, isn't it? Yes. Looping, because you have to research what you're doing very thoroughly. Yes, absolutely. Finding out what equipment will work. Yes. It's also something that is very much done within the type 1 diabetes community. Yes, with with no expert help in theory, because Mm. you can't involve diabetes educators, you can't involve endocrinologists, GPs shouldn't be involved in theory because again because it's not TGA approved Mm. and because it's not listed as such and people are using off-label things technology wise Mm. particularly insulin pump therapy to do that it becomes a bit of a as you say Pandora's box in that people are doing it we know they're doing it people are finding the management really helpful but Mm. there's nowhere for them to go Mm. except their peer support when they run into trouble yeah and for us as health professionals it's also a diversion strategy yes because no one knows what could happen as far as the legal side of things if something went wrong yeah and for that reason the the other thing that happens that people don't always know is that their health professionals won't continue to see them sometimes i have seen a lot of that on chatter Mm. um, on groups where where healthcare professionals are are very worried and understandably so about the ramifications legally Mm. but i don't think this is going away jane it's growing momentum rapidly there's been a position statement released by diabetes australia about looping mm. but this is a we'll technology put that up on the website is uh rapidly moving and uh i think burying your head in the sand about people and saying well i can't see you because you're using a technology that certainly been proven mm. to be safe but just because it's not tga approved is not the way to mm. handle this new technology because it's not going away so we can put the looping da statement up on yes. the website so if you're yeah, looking for the idea. bits that we add go to www edhealth.com.au search for p2chat P2 chat. yeah and then you'll find your way to the the bits and pieces lodged a technology doesn't even need to be as high tech as looping for example no. it can be as simple as swapping from one insulin to another because some of the feedback i've had interestingly when people go on to rise mm. which is one of the insulins um that's currently available is that the pen end the end of the pen doesn't pop out when they dial up the amount of insulin so the pen end stays um, still attached, if you like, to the to the pen, and they're not having to push the plunger down. So they still have to push on a button, but they're not pushing any plunger. So they they think that it's not working. They think they're not getting their dose of insulin. Is there no plunger? There's no plunger. They've made it so that it's ergonomically better for people that have things like arthritis that can't extend their thumbs, and oh, so I didn't they know can that. dial up. 40, 50 units, and the, the end of the pen does not move. See, so I just haven't seen any low enough yet. Yeah. Because we didn't get very many samples. Yeah. There so weren't many around initially. The, so the plunger moves in the pen, yeah. but the end of the pen, where you push to inject the medication, doesn't move out. So if they're insulin naive, never never seen oh. insulin before, they wouldn't notice a difference. But I have swapped some people over as a pharmacist, not so as a CDE. So you mean when you CDE. screw it to the number? Yeah, the end doesn't it's pop not out. popping out. Oh. No, and so I've had people bring them back saying, I don't know how to use my pen. Obviously, because I haven't been the one educating them, it's been me as a pharmacist. They're bringing them back saying yeah. it's not popping out the end and I don't know whether it's delivering my dose. Yeah, and I've probably been told that. Yeah. And this is where it's not just people with diabetes who forget things. It's all of us. 
all of us. And I think it sticks in my mind because I've had endocrinologists say this is the simplest, easiest pen device to use. Yeah. However, it may be, and again, for insulin-naive people, perfect. But for people that are swapping from one insulin to another where they're used to that yeah. mechanism, that mechanism has changed considerably. Yeah. yeah, and it would feel very different as well. Yes. So, of course, that's the flex touch versus the flex pens. That's what the Rhizodeg's called. But, of course, when they've been prescribed the pen fills, it still inserts into a Novo Pen 4, which is the latest one. And that doesn't change because yeah. it's a pen fill versus what they've done with the newer flex touch. Mm. And that brings me on to one thing that many people don't know is that those cartridge pens are available. Yes. Oh, yes. I have to say, I love cartridge pens i think they are underutilized less waste less waste i wrote a blog on that around the whole environmental impact of these insulins and things and what i would love to see is people being given more of a choice because the action of them is so much smoother yes plus with the nova pen 4 clicks in yes so you don't have to keep pressing down really firmly and it's not ratchety like the others are yes and it's also little things like you know we're talking about an older population now and mm. people go away caravanning and all sorts mm. of stuff so the box size of those yeah. disposable pens well they take up the whole caravan fridge yeah people just can't no. afford to use those whereas the three mil pen fills are so much easier yeah and anyone traveling i'll always suggest the cartridge pens too for that very reason yeah so the other thing is the uh, apps yes. a lot of people don't know about all the different apps that are out there yes well interestingly one that I recommend quite a lot particularly for my people with type 1 that are carb counting for example is is the calorie king app so the really interesting thing about that is that we used to have those books mm. they were out of print everyone wanted them and the reason they went out of print is because of the calorie king app great little tool but the most important thing again is that they download the Australian version and not one of the other countries because we count carbohydrates very differently to some other countries. Mm. So again, a trap for young players in the mm. market. Mm. That's a great one. What about you? What do you... Um, increasingly, I've been looking at my sugar because... Oh, that's a great little app. Roche have bought that and they are starting to integrate it more into their product lineup. Yes. And so just recently, they have now included like an insulin titration algorithm. Mm. And like a cap. Yeah, bolus calculator, I guess, would yeah. be the correct yeah, term. that's the correct term, probably. Yes, we're a little bit tired this week. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think we'll see that evolving more and more. And I suspect, too, with the launch of their new solo pump, yes. you'll see more integration with that as well. Yes. So My Sugar, it's called. So that's a good one to have a look at as something that's very well placed in the marketplace and is known to be pretty accurate and that as well and what i really like about that app is it's free mm. there are so many apps out there that make people pay per month to log their photos log their insulin doses all that sort of stuff whereas the my sugar app is free of charge mm -hmm. the reason too that i guess we all look at technology is that sometimes it can be the reason why people are happy to for example start insulin or take a new look at the management of their levels or starting a new insulin regime. Technology can 
could be the thing that can really help them achieve that. And we saw a, a really interesting stat the other day from the Stepping Up study that Hong's Truscott et al. Uh, oh, yeah, from yeah. the Jane Spates group. Yeah. That one in four people avoid insulin, so starting insulin, because of the psychological factors involved and acts as barriers. But if you start to talk to people about the technology of the insulin pen needles and the devices that sometimes having a colourful device can be all the difference for someone. Yeah, it's almost like a toy, isn't it? And it's just a matter of getting whatever the hook you need to get people to realise it's okay. And of course, that's why it's so important to refer people to a credentialed diabetes educator because we've got all this other knowledge that lets us help people go on to insulin or other therapies much faster. If they get to know us early in their condition, they may only need to see us once a year. Yeah. But when it comes to them needing our greater input, we've already got a relationship with them. Yeah, I would agree. And so we're losing that if people aren't referred. This, I guess, insider's view of technology is one of the reasons why that's such a good idea. Yeah. So let's do what we wanted to do, Jane. And shall we go shopping? My favourite pastime. And I think we should say it. Let's go shopping. Really creatively, what I've done is in my browser, I've put in diabetes stuff. Right. That's as good a spot to start as any. And And what did that bring up? It brought up a whole range of products. There's a whole heap of stuff on Etsy, which we'll have a look at in a minute. If I just go here, do images for diabetes stuff, it has come up with all sorts of things. So naturally, there's the suspects you'd expect, the sensors and for the freestyle. There's a great cup. I inject myself with stuff that would kill you, so be nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, I so want that cup. Oh, that's really funny. That's great. Now, it could be quite scary if you did see someone with that. There's a bag for putting diabetes things in. There's one here called All My Diabetes Stuff, or there's another one called All My Diabetes Shit. Am I yeah. allowed to say oh, that, look, do you I, think? I think you could probably say that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's a unicorn. Hang on, I love unicorns. My unicorn diabetes stuff is here. That's lovely. I do like that. What's that, do you reckon? Oh, there's an alpaca. Oh, I love an alpaca. Alpaca, my diabetes stuff. Uh, That is a really cute T-shirt that we've found. There's a number of what they've called diabetes cases. Big focus on having something that you can take all your bits and pieces around with. Marie Kondo, my diabetes stuff. A how-to guide. Well... I've just found on something called Cool Diabetes Stuff a interesting picture That's where not... I don't think we want to look at the pancreas quite like that, do we? It's quite an interesting Did you know, picture. people, if you haven't done this before, please do Google what the real pancreas looks like because in the pictures that we've been shown in textbooks and education material... Yeah, they've left a little bit out, haven't they? They've left the undercarriage out. That's all I can say. Right, yes. It's... Yes, yeah. Oh, look, here's another bag. Good glucose vibes only. This is interesting. Look at this. It has good carbs versus bad carbs. And what's that on? Uh, that's on the... The pay. Uh, is it a print off? Yeah, it's a print. A card? Or... Yeah, it's to remind people that um, fresh fruit and fresh vegetables are much better choice than ice cream and white bread. But interesting that bad... Good and bad. Carbs. 
Okay, so one that I guess has blown my mind a little bit is a seatbelt, like a naming thing that you can put onto the seatbelt. So say your child has type 1 diabetes and they're sitting in the back car and you're scared that if you have an accident, no one will know mm. that they have diabetes. So it's a bit like those sheepskin covers, aren't they? It's That's bit, right, yeah. yeah. And so it goes around, around the seatbelt. Seat so, but they're quite large and quite... In your face. In your face. So it's got type 1 diabetic, insulin dependent. Right. And then I think they're highlighting, I'm really scared something's going to happen to my child. If I'm unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly, I saw a whole range of t-shirts for small children that were at preschool age that had exactly the same thing. And Mm. inference was that the tiny child would wear the t-shirt to kindergarten or to preschool Mm. with those words on that t-shirt. And I was like... Oh my lord, how wrong this is. But you know what, as a mum, I kind of, having been through stuff with Sarah, I would never do it, but I can get why they do it. Oh, I can I can understand why there's a call for them and yeah. potentially a need, but I don't like the fact that you're identifying oh, that, know. that person by label. label. And know. they're going to grow up with that label forever. And that's... they start at that age. That's the problem with this seatbelt label, I think, as well. They've got them also for kids with special needs and Downs and... Yes. Um, all the rest of it. One of my favourites, medical ID tag for a, a dog. I have diabetes. I do think that's very cute. Yeah, that is cute. Uh, because I, we know I like that, that there are so many dogs and cats now getting diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. So I do think that's quite that's quite cute. All right. So I've found the coffee cups around diabetes. Oh, there's some very nice politically correct ones around World Diabetes Day. Right. Uh, and glucose diabetes. Oh, look, it's got complications, respond. They've got like a word picture. Yeah. There's another one. We just got a blood drop. blood drop. Blood in the pen at the wrong end of the, of the, sorry, in the injection saying stick it to diabetes. There's a very mm. pretty pink one with diabetes emblazoned and insulin on another. <laughs> Actually, there's a red blood drop, a bit like the blood bank sort of oh, blood yeah, drop yeah. saying, yeah. Hi, I'm diabetic. <laughs> Uh, I wonder, it'd be really interesting to see how many they actually sell of these. Oh, I think they'd probably sell a lot. It actually brings me back to that article that was a couple of years ago. You would remember, Joan, where there was the 10, and again, I'll use the words in inverted commas, published by Diabetes Australia. And what it had on there was the 10 best Christmas presents. (gasps) That was an article I remember, and people were like outraged. They were horrified. It was written by an Australian author, correct me if I'm wrong. The only one in there that I thought was kind of cute is you can actually get stickers for CGMs for for kids to make them like the CGM as much as you possibly could, I, I suppose. And it turns the CGM into things like a basketball or a netball or a football oh, or yeah, a racing car. Them. Yeah. And that was suggested as being number eight, I think I remember, as being in the top ten yeah. of what to give people. But the outrage that that caused from the ten best things oh, to give yeah. these cats kind of remind I mean, me they didn't make the list. No, they didn't. And, and in made. fact, we could come up with our top ten. But I like this one. Nope. My pancreas. and then there's the faces of diabetes which has got you know different faces for their blood glucose level and how they feel (laughs) 
I'm sorry what I said when my blood sugar was low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's one that's got the whole Coke insignia that's saying enjoy diabetes, which, of course, many people would be very upset about that one. Yeah. I don't think that would be funny giving that to anyone either. Well, I think it's because it was in that whole enjoy Coca-Cola. So they've just substituted the word Coke for diabetes and oh. we thought no. much about the impact. There's another funny one. Carries insulin and knows how to use an approach with caution. So yeah, there's some very funny cups, I have got to say. Mugs and things. I may have just found your Christmas present, mate. <laughs> there's a really funny t-shirt here that says, and there's a pancreas sort of on the ground. It's saying, come on, <laughs> do something, pancreas. It's good if we as people with diabetes can occasionally have a bit of a laugh because mm. it can release some good hormones. But again, as you say, the political correctness with this. I know that there are a lot of people who like these bags with all my diabetes shit. Yeah. Or there's some that are really pithy, you know, like they're really out there with stick it up diabetes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that comes down to the realisation that once you get diabetes, you tend to carry a lot more things than when you didn't. Yeah. Hypo treatment. Insulin, oh. pens, needles. Here's, here's a t-shirt. I run on Diet Coke and insulin. <laughs> that's quite cute. So that's good. Oh, look, there's little freestyle Libra cases that, you know, like shells that you can yes. put around your reader. There's always lots of different things to do with medical alerts. Yes. There'll be a whole range of that kind of thing. And also the blood glucose trackers, like writing down the logbooks. There is something quite cute here, which is a sugar molecule necklace. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's really marketing for people mm. with diabetes. I think they've missed their mark with that one. There's organiser accessories. <laughs> There's a F word. Right. Diabetes, which yes. is... And that's busted on what? It's just a sticker. Oh, so it's almost like a... you can. But I can imagine someone having that as a tattoo. I was about to say it looks like a transference. Oh, my. There's a human pancreas keychain. Oh, <laughs> That's not anatomically Do you want that? correct. Do you want that? <laughs> it's anything. got a little wiggle in it. Uh, I think we might get you that. Oh, hilarious. There's some... Oh, Duke's box saved my life. No, Jane Lehman saved yeah, your life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my... We're, we're, we're going to... A T-shirt. A T-shirt. <laughs> we could have a P2 chat saved my life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many lives it's saving. Check these out. It's a necklace that have the blue circle as oh, a yeah. hanging yep. off thing and it has 15 grams of fast acting gel oh. in the plastic circle that is the necklace so you obviously can refill them i would assume uh that or you just buy a new one right but they're us 1895 oh, you want to hope they're designed refillable. to alert and assist they're called glucose boost so see how they've got this plastic tubing around yes oh okay so the whole necklace is plastic yeah. tubing. oh I and see. so yeah. you open that yeah right and that's got 15 grams of fast acting gel but there's also a little blue circle for diabetes that hangs off it so it's also like an alert thing but mm. it's kind of a little bit cool mm. like guys i think young, especially you're out somewhere young you people and, you know, women would wear that, but it's with you all the time. It's a, I think that's clever. Yeah, that's very clever marketing. The other thing I saw the other day was, it was here in South Australia, there was a design 
student who came up with this amazing glucose sensor that, that's an earring. Yeah, well, they've talked about that with your eyes as well. Well, this was beautifully manufactured. Right. And mm. Bluetooth's... Ah, Bluetooth. Right. ...to your phone. And it was also going to be able to be connected, more work is being done on it, to a insulin pump. Wow. But because it was a design student, yeah. it's beautiful. Yes, so it's got like a circle on the front, like a, a nice looking earring. Yeah. I'm assuming you can get just like the earring for the other side. Yeah. And then it has a, a little sensor thing at the back of the ear. Mm. Uh, attached to the earring and it transmits. Amazing. That'll do away with so many people that don't want to, particularly females who have the image problem, that don't want to wear a CGM because they want to wear some tight-fitting dresses. That's not me, of course, but I can understand You why. can rock a tight-fitting dress. I've seen you. I found something the other day. Tickle Flex. Have you heard of Tickle Flex? I know. Great name. Tickle Flex. Tickle Flex. Tickle Flex. It's a mechanical device that you hide the pen in and the ends of the thing that you pop, pop the pen in for injections tickle the surface so it distracts the, you distracts the yes the skin we need that for the one in four who are psychologically scared yes fascinating product oh, i love that brand new to market called tickle flex yeah yeah just never know what you're going to find i think as health professionals it is good for us to go online and have a look at what different things there are because i have quite often talked about some of these products yes because renza <laughs> quite often has got little bits and pieces, same with Ashley and yes. and they quite often talk about different bits and pieces and t-shirts and different stuff. And so it is quite a fun way to play around with it, but only if the person's up for it. Yeah, it's a great way of engaging people yeah. when they're on that edge. You can get new technology, new products, anything that allows them to then re-engage with their diabetes. It happens all the time. Yes. Yeah. I found things like stationery can be really good too. Yeah. Because there's a lot of secret stationery lovers. Yeah. You included. Like me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Got my Kiki K today, so I'm a happy girl. That's a great way, I think, to end podcast yeah. this week. Yeah. I'm going to now go and look for something for you for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so keen well, you to need find to something with really the, original. The wording, of course. <laughs> it will be word perfect. perfect. As we try to always be. That's all from me. It's all from me. If you want to have a look at the website for the bits and pieces, we'll pop online. It's www.edhealth.com.au. You can find our podcasts where well, you've probably already found them, but you can also find it on Spotify, iTunes and Wooshka. Also share it with your friends and if you could leave a review that would be brilliant yeah i'd love to hear your thoughts so next week buy a similar yeah okay. yeah all right i've less, got to do my homework exciting, now less exciting but i know we'll do our homework all right chat, chat soon, soon. <laughs>